seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor. We've got another great show lined up for you. But first, let's give a great big thank you to our sponsors. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 1st Street East in Park Rapids. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Realtors Noemi, Harry, and Abby of Team Aylesworth with Real Living First Realty are here for all your real estate needs in Bemidji and the surrounding communities. Whether you are looking to purchase a home or looking to sell, call the award-winning customer service team to help. Please contact Noemi at 218-760-4689 or click the link for Team Aylesworth on the Business Impact Partner page at yourqfm.com. Team Aylesworth with Real Living First Realty, where you are their priority. Thank you so much, sponsors, and thanks to all of you for choosing to tune in today to listen. Uh, As I mentioned, it's going to be an amazing show. We just know it for multiple reasons we know it. Um, So I am so pleased to welcome Cynthia Danesberg to the program. Welcome. I'm so happy to be here. Well, it's so crazy because uh, Dennis actually pulled me aside one day. He goes, I've got somebody you need to have on the air. And he gave me your name. I'm like, I know her. So there goes God, right? God is putting it right in front. So we need to let people know that you you have multiple things, and we're going to get to as many of them as we can. Um, you are a life coach. Mm-hmm. You have had brain injuries. You mm-hmm. have had Lyme's disease. Mm-hmm. You've developed a fatigue skill. I mean, like you've done a zillion things. Where do we start? <laughs> That's the million-dollar question. Wait a minute. You're going to help yeah. with the yes, word. Yes, I'll start. help with the word. You, so let's you, go back to... Here you are, you're a little child, you have all these great dreams, all these aspirations that you mm-hmm. want to do. Yes. Have you always known the Lord? No. Um, I, I have known of the Lord. I'm grateful to have been raised in a, in a household that attended church and a, very, um, a lot of respect for God. But I did not come to know him personally until I was in my 20s. And um, I'm a, I had went to nursing school. I was involved in Nurses Christian Fellowship. Still did not get it. But the people there just loved on me, entered into life with me, and I could see there was something different. I didn't know what it was. And I wrestled and wrestled with the whole, I'm about to give up trying to be good because I had tried to be good and knew deep inside I wasn't, and I was trying to do that whole battle. Nobody had the answers. I didn't think church had the answers because, after all, I'd gone to church. I quit going to church because I didn't seem to have the answer. Um, but by seeing these, these people that there was a difference, and one, um, just a week before Easter, um, a friend of mine, I finally said, this is how I'm feeling. They're just, you know, I'm just never going to be good enough. And, and the person I was with said, well, basically, like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't that's you just a, that's love it right. when your friend tells you that. Yeah, and I was thank you for telling me that because that resonated with the truth that was in me that I wasn't good enough and I would never be good enough. And then this person explained to me that there is only one that was good enough to take that all upon himself on the cross. 
and die mm-hmm. for all of that stuff in me, even as a good person, there was still that knowing there was junk in there and there was sin in there. And what a relief. I can still in my mind go back to that room and that night and just the, the absolute relief of that moment. Um, the weight came off and it was so real. There was no going back. He, his person was there. And, and you know what? After that, I made some of my biggest mistakes in life. <laughs> As a new Christian, and that's for another segment. But um, but he um, is a patient God. He's a gracious God. And one of the things, uh, besides being my Redeemer, that I love about him is that he, he just takes me where I'm at and teaches me along the way. And, um, you know, he pulls me out of the fast lane when I need to go in the slow lane because my preference had always been the fast lane. And um, he's like, you know what, I'm going to have to pull you over here to the slow lane and slow you down. You know, just get a little bit more merry time in here. Let's do a little less of the Martha. And um, it's just such a great privilege to be in process with him. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of a get her done, get yeah. me to the end and go on to the next thing. And he's like, it's the process. It's in this process where I'm working. And if you'll just stop and watch and look. I've got so much to show you. You you you're looking way too far ahead. So anyway, it's so beautiful. And I would there's a couple of things you're pointing to. One is that, you know, I always talk about joy is not a destination, it's a journey, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus is not a destination, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus relationship with Jesus is a journey. And he is at every step of that journey. And he teaches us something different at every step of that. Right. And you're actually quite kind about the uh, slowing down and everything, because <laughs> I can think of moments where similar things were going on. And I was like, are you kidding me? Oh, right. No, yeah, that's right. why I limp, honey. I have a limp. <laughs> Wait, mm-hmm. I'm right. I like, wrestle. You'll wrestle. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. It's just so. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. I also love uh, when you were describing that moment in that room, I mean, I had tears starting to actually stream down. That's for me, a Holy Spirit signal. Mm-hmm. And that always tells me when I know someone is telling the truth, and I know that the Holy Spirit was there. It's I don't know how to explain it. It just happens. Mm-hmm. I can't control it. It just starts. <laughs> and I don't know if you noticed that, that obviously are listening, you cannot see these little tears. But um, so there was something that when you were talking about that just felt so profound. And because you made a decision for Christ. Mm-hmm. And I love also that you're pointing to, like, you'd been going to church all along, you had all these things, mm-hmm. but what you didn't have was that relationship with Jesus Christ. Right. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, don't get me wrong, I'm thinking church is a great thing. That's yeah. not, please oh, yeah. do not, anybody hey, take this the wrong don't way. Don't tell anybody, but I'm the pastor's wife. So yeah, I yeah, do, yeah. You know, yeah, I, you know, yeah. She's a PW. <laughs> yeah. Well, another, well, another one. Anyway. Um, but, but there is something that if we miss the relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus, we have completely missed the boat, mm-hmm. literally, yes. to form another parable, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the person there's, of Jesus yes. Christ. And, and I, I'm so glad you're bringing this up because this is something people, the other thing I love is that you said there's something that they had that I saw mm-hmm. and I wanted. And yeah. When you, you know, when you know, when you know, when somebody's mm-hmm. got the Lord and the spirit moving in them, you just know. Mm-hmm. And there are people that will say, oh, my gosh, I want more of what she's got. You know, I want that. I want that. And I love that that can lead people to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you lead people to Jesus now because you now have that, right? You've right. got that and people see that. And I love that. And, and I'm enjoying hearing more and more 
talk about discipleship. Mm. You know, and discipleship is evangelism. How am I living? It's very convicting. How am I living this out? You know, am I so busy doing his work that I miss Mm. who's around me and what's going on around me? We just really have to keep that alertness that he wants us to have for those for those moments, those wonderful unplanned um, you know, moments. I, I, can you tell him? He did give me a gift of administration, so I do like the planning. Oh, yes, it, I can tell just by how you're doing your yeah, hands. But, like, yeah. You know it. Yeah, yeah. so he's doing his work in me in that. Um, and we, we were talking before going on air, too, just about the flow. Yeah. And, and so I, I call the administrative bent that I have the science, you know, and I'm studying and I'm, you know, doing all that. But there's this art where the Holy Spirit comes in, where he's teaching us, and we're alive in that moment, what he has for us, what he has for someone else, and what does it look like in that moment for that person, and try to come into it without our own presuppositions, which is really difficult for me. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's just like this wonderful free fall at the same time. Yeah. And then you see him and you're, and um, in our household, uh, one of our family members' favorite things is, wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> and, you know, you're, you're like that when you see him doing things and you're like, the best part is when you didn't even know what you were doing yes. because he was doing it in that moment. And there is just nothing like that. Anyway. I love this. And I love, I almost feel like you're giving us a permission to get away from, I'm going to use the term busyness. Mm-hmm. We have almost started, it's like an adultery. Like we have like mm. idol, we have started idolizing this business, this busyness thing. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting that when we put the Lord first and take time for the Lord first, yes, other things follow. Mm-hmm. It's okay to sit down and write a card to somebody mm-hmm. it's like these can honor the lord yes right and acts of worship have, yes it's like we have gotten mm-hmm. so caught up in this just oh like ugh, i got it here and here and mm-hmm. it's fascinating because i could actually make an argument that maybe covid could be one way that we could wake up a little bit to what does yes. being fully present actually look like right for mm-hmm. some people so let's talk about your journey has really brought you through a multitude of actually pretty amazing things that you are sitting here and alive I'm alive and talking to me Mm -hmm. so let's at least give people sort of the at least the bottom line versions of all the things that have happened to you and that the miracle that you're still sitting here talking to me uh okay Okay, I'll so try to I do mean, the there's so many see, to choose from. We've only from. been hit by a truck. We've had a brain. Th- I mean, really, yeah. like there's several things there. Yeah, um, I'll try to do a nutshell, and you guys will have to give me numbers. Um, uh, so, th- three major hits to my brain. Um, one was uh, an infection, uh, and I developed myalgic encephalomyelitis. Everyone, try to say that really yeah. fast with me now. Myalgic encephalomyelitis. Um, so brain infection, um, I think one of the hardest parts for me was the loss, the be- ability to read. And that was really hard because I was still in this newness with Christ and I, I couldn't even read my Bible and that was really difficult. And then I was, if you can't tell, I'm kind of an independent person. And so it was really hard because I became dependent at that time. And um, so that's a whole long story. Fast forward, I ended up back up in northern Minnesota and uh, married, um, had 
children on my way to do Christmas shopping. Got Christmas shopping done ahead of time that year. Remarkable thing. Coming back from the big town of Brainerd and uh, someone was in a truck and was airborne through a stop sign. He should have stopped, but instead he was going fast enough to be airborne and T-boned me. And by God's grace in that moment, hit me directly right behind my driver's um, side. So he hit me right. So a lot of banging around in there, but um, survived that amazingly, but concussed and other things. Um, and just amazed. And I was so grateful because my children were not in the vehicle with me. And that was when I, when I was starting to come to, I was coming out of this blackness and I, all I could, I could hear voices first and it was very confusing to me because I'm like, wait, I was just driving. And now I hear voices. And then I opened my eyes and people were staring at me through the windshield. And I'm like, no, this isn't quite right. And then I was like, and then they were asking me if there were children with me. And I was, and I was trying to come out of this fog because because I had been Christmas shopping, they'd seen all these kids' clothing and toys, so they were trying to make sure, because the car was so crumpled that there wasn't somebody in the back, and thankfully, no. And then I was just so relieved when I remembered they were at my friend's house and that they were getting taken care of. So that was, I'll try to keep that one short. And then the, um, and then I had um, developed late-stage neuroborreliosis, or late-stage Lyme disease that took me took me many years to find someone to diagnose me. By that time, I was almost die, or dead, dying. I'd written my goodbye letters to my kids, stuffed it in my Bible, because I just seriously did not know I was going to wake up again. And um, I just, I'm a kind of a closure person, so I felt better just, well, okay, now I can go, because I wrote, my, <laughs> you know, that administrative part of me. Um, but uh, anyway, the Lord brought me to a doctor who, who was well-versed in it, saw I was late stage, and I had um, not only the Borreliosis, but five other co-infections, and three of them attack your brain system, which had been weakened anyway neurologically. So, um, so, uh, so that's a whole other story. That's as quick as I can go. I, I'm just, I think we just need to take a pause for a minute and say, like, praise God that you're here. I, I, I mean, I, have you, I don't know if you've ever listened to yourself share all this, but I am just sitting here in this moment going, oh my gosh, like it wasn't just one thing, then there was another thing, and then there was another thing, it's, to the point where you literally thought this is it. And those are just a few of them, and as you say that, I would like to say to the people out there today that I just want you to know, I know what it feels like when you feel like you're getting hit by wave after wave, after wave, after wave, after wave. And, you know, I was was thinking about coming in today, and your theme is joy, which is awesome. And my, and what came to my mind was, so, so, Cynthia, what is it? What does joy look like when you're depressed and you're a believer? That is very complicated and not often spoken to. And I have had three kinds of depression that I work through. And believers do get depressed. And I think too often we get down on ourselves or the church doesn't allow us to talk about it. And so it's really something um, to work through. And, to you know, joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And it's in our obedience, sometimes getting up and brushing our teeth that morning. 
is an act of worship and an act of joy because you are rejoicing in that moment of brushing your teeth. I got out of bed. I am committed to doing whatever God allows me today, even if it's brushing my teeth. Mm -hmm. Amen. Thank you for bringing that into the space because I think there is this misconception that somehow we accept the Lord as our Savior. We go into relationship with the Lord and then, oh, we just should have joy all the time. Mm -hmm. And we can have joy Mm -hmm. even amidst a depressive time period or Mm -hmm. amidst those things because it's, it's really, it's because the joy of the Lord is the strength, right? Rejoicing in those things. And I'm really glad that you brought that in in there. Yes. Yes. And, and I love that you bring that up because I think, because what we don't want to start is a shame cycle because Mm -hmm. the shame cycle serves the enemy, right? Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it is so easy. I've talked to many, many Christians, right? Mm -hmm. And they just, it's like, then, then they really can't get out of it because we are, because that's not the Lord cycle. That's the enemy cycle. And so I am just grateful that you're bringing that up. So you go through all this and then you realize, hey, I can start helping people. What's the lesson to learn? It, I, I finally stopped asking why and turned it into a what. What can I learn in this moment, you know, and never knowing, but just retool me, retool me, retool me. Because God has, is writing your story, and he has a story to tell. And there's, you don't want to miss that one moment that he's teaching you something and he's going to bring that one moment, that one person to you, and you have just that, that one thing, you don't want to miss out on that. And so that was something um, that just as something that just helps me get up and had helped me just get up, keep going. Well, and I love this because for all we know, you're the one thing that somebody needs to hear today. I mean, God is using you today. We have no idea, we right? We have no idea. And this is this whole piece about glorifying him and being obedient, and being right? Obe- and it's about the obedience and you know what? At the end of the day, it's being obedient because we have an audience of that one. And what an audience is that to have? <laughs> oh, my. Yes. God himself beyond this universe, the creator of all things, creator of all this beauty, this who spoke into every. That's a pretty good audience. It's a great audience. Let's get up in the morning for that. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. amen. Woo. See, I told you we were going to get fired up, right? We have the Holy <laughs> Spirit moving before we went on the air today. So one of the things that you did is you developed a fatigue measurement tool. Mm-hmm. You became a life coach mm-hmm. and you started Sparrow Song because mm-hmm. one of the things that you wanted to be able to do is make sure that people could find their life song yep. and be encouraged. So talk a little bit about that. Um, yeah, I, I think part of it came out of being that I have had chronic fatigue for, what, 40 years now. Just moving about a day is not a simple task. And um, so fatigue, what I would love to see, my big, big dream, would be that every doctor's office you go into, you see the pain scale, right, which is awesome. Why do we not have a fatigue scale sitting right next to it? Because fatigue is such an important Mm -hmm. indicative symptom. It's not uh, talked about very often or asked about. Or they might say, have you been tired? Well, that doesn't even describe fatigue, and fatigue is on many levels. So anyway, I'd love to see a fatigue scale right up there next to um, each pain scale. So that's a big one. And that's um, part of what drove me to come that up. And again, it 
isn't always the result. Sometimes it's a process. I don't know, but I did it because I was supposed to do it. And then um, coaching in the life song, I think every one of us has that, that, that cry when we're born, right? And for those of you who have heard that cry of that child, we are all crying out every day in some way. We want to be heard. And some of us have lost our voice. Some of us have a weak voice, literally or figuratively. Or some, someone has told us we have no voice. Our wor- voice isn't worth it, whatever it is. And... Um, one of the things that I just love to do is just to enter in and help find, because God's given you a unique voice, again, a unique story, something to say and to get into that flow where it becomes a song for you. So you're finding that what makes you sing part of it and bringing that all together. That is just, it's, it's a sacred, holy moment when all of that comes together. So, um, And just the whole aspect of having Sparrow, and that ran into the song, but just feeling the Sparrow um, felt like a Sparrow myself so often, you know, that little Sparrow, and he's just reminded me, yeah, and we don't always go, oh, look at the pretty Sparrow. Isn't that a lovely song? (laughs) But they just keep out there, and they're doing their thing, you know, and God notices each one of them, and it's like, you know what? God uses every single one of us in some way and that's the beauty of it it's just we want to unwrap it and see what that is and to be able to be present with that is just an amazing amazing thing so with the coaching work that you are doing i'm assuming with the COVID now is that primarily online with people on the phone zoom how are you working with people yeah it's mostly um been zoom i can do it on the phone but i'm really a more face person Mm -hmm. and so i prefer if we can do it uh, by some um some way that we can have face to face so zoom or facetime if i have uh, that capability if they have that capability um but yeah meeting in person is hard right now but i it's so wonderful again with covid we've been able to up our game on the whole technology and i've had the opportunity to work with people that have been in other countries on the other side of the world so you're trying to figure out the whole time zone and all that stuff and it's like how incredible is this that we can enter into each other's lives this way too so i um, love this and i'm assuming that uh, maybe i shouldn't assume this but how are like are people finding you from facebook or how would people find you uh, I do have a Facebook page, and that's Sparrow Song Health Resources. Um, I have an Instagram account, um, that's uh, Lyme Survivor. And on for a website, I still have FatigueScale.com. So you could search for Sparrow Song, but if you look for FatigueScale.com, I'm in transition. Hello, how many out there are in transition? Yeah. Raise your hand, Raise your if, hand. unless, unless <laughs> you're... <laughs> Unless you're driving, but um, but fatiguescale.com and you can find me there, um, and, or just email me sparrowsonghealthresources at gmail. Because I have a feeling there are people out there that probably are going to resonate with any or all of your. I mean, there's a lot in that incredible testimony that you've shared. So if I want to start finding my life song or or get that voice out there, what are a couple of things that you recommend for people? Oh, um, you know, if the the first starting place is that you know that you know that you know who you are in Christ, uh, so many people um, just need to get lean into their identity being in Christ alone. 
and that so that's a great the great starting point and then taking a look at what are those voices in your head what are those beliefs that are holding you back that are untrue Mm -hmm. Uh, you really need to lean into the truth and what are the lies and I think if you even can start there with those two things ask yourself is my identity solidly in Jesus Christ alone And then what are these things that are going on? What am I being told? What am I telling myself? Is it lies or is it truth? Amen. And this is one of the distinctions clearly for you as a life coach is that you are clearly a life coach who is also Christian and you are coaching from that place. Yes. Because Mm -hmm. you and I both know that in the coaching uh, field, that is not always the case, right? Right. And so that's that's Mm -hmm. an important distinction, Mm -hmm. I think, for what you are doing. I'm curious, do you have a favorite scripture passage or one that just tends to guide you moving forward? Or is it more just a general? I mean, you talked about identity in Christ, but I'm just curious. Well, uh, so because I have brain glitches, I brought my notes in. And so it's like it's so hard to even choose one, right? It took me years to find green as my favorite color. I'm going to land on Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God. Some of you might fight it like me to be still. But I will promise you, be still, and you will know that he is God. Amen, he is. Cynthia Dainsburg, you are amazing. And first of all, grateful that you're here. Grateful that you were able to share time with us <laughs> after we hear about this amazing journey. And grateful for the reminder to be still and know that he is God. Thank you mm-hmm. so much for being with Thank us. Thank you for having me. And we just want to remind you that you can check out her Facebook page at Sparrow Song right mm-hmm. on Facebook. You can follow her, Lime Survivor, on insta Mm -hmm. and we just want to say thanks and best of luck to you as you move forward thank you very much do as well all right thank you so much and thanks to you for choosing to listen today please remember to live joy and share joy live joy share joy shine your light to the world this is deb mcgregor of life full of joy thank you for tuning in to live joy share joy we currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.